three, two, one, action. Welcome to God and Company, a weekly podcast hosted by the Office of Youth Ministry at St. Anne's Church. God and Company is inspired by the scriptural verse of Matthew 18, verse 20. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. Today, we welcome you to episode eight of our podcast. The theme of today's episode is the pressures of school. We're glad to be joined by four of our Emmaus High School students, Julianne, Brandon, Janica, and Patrick. I'm going to ask each of you to introduce yourselves and tell us and tell the audience a little bit more about yourselves. Julianne, you'll, you could start. Hi, everyone. I'm Julianne Gachalian. Um, I'm a current junior at Morrell Catholic High School in Hayward, and I have been a part of Maze for two years now. Hi, everyone. My name is Brandon Lim. I go to Leadership Public Schools Hayward. I'm currently a senior and I've been part of Emmaus since my sophomore year. Hi guys, I'm Jonica Garcia and I'm currently a junior at James Logan High School and this is also my second year as an Emmaus leader here at St. Anne's and I'm also involved in the youth choir. Hello, this is Patrick Catella. I'm a senior at James Logan High School and I'm currently in my third year at Emmaus. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. I'm really excited that uh, the four of you are here for the first time as well. Today's topic will be about the pressures of school, especially during the pandemic with distance learning. And our guests will share their own experiences with how they've dealt with the distance learning and what their school year has been like. So let's go ahead and get started. It's been about a year since distance learning started. What were your initial reactions when distance learning started back in March? So we'll start with Julianne. So for my current situation, since I go to Morrell, I know I got out earlier than most schools, but I just remember the classroom being really tense, waiting for an announcement, not knowing whether or not we would still be in school. So there was a lot of mixed feelings all around, but I feel like students were either happy that distance learning happened or just really bummed out. And I remember like walking through the hallways and seeing people crying because events were canceled, musicals were canceled, and a lot of people were just confused on what's next. But for me personally, at the time, I was so caught up in like extracurriculars and schools. I felt like I there wasn't enough time on the clock for me. So for me personally, distance learning was such like a weight lifted off my shoulders and being able to just work at home on my own time was really beneficial for not only me, but my academics. Right. Um, for me, I don't know. It was kind of weird because I remember the last day we had school uh, before we went on to distance learning. Uh, our school game was ice cream. I forgot the reason why, but all of us really were not expecting anything. We got our ice cream. We're all talking. We're like, oh, see you guys like in two weeks or see you guys, you know, after spring break. You know, I probably said bye to me like two or three people and I left, you know, thinking, hey, you know what? Maybe we'll come back. But then uh, that same day, I also went out to go buy my shoes for volleyball because I know we were going to start a volleyball season. I was super excited for that. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be like a good outside hitter, all this and that. I'm going to start getting my game back up. And then all of a sudden, as soon as I was in line with my shoes, I heard, I read the email saying, unfortunately, due to the um, uprising cases, we'll be holding school uh, online for like beyond spring break. And I was super bummed because I just purchased my shoes. And I was like, so what am I going to do with this? But, you know, going back to, I think, uh, towards the end of my junior year, which was when um, COVID started, I feel like for me, it was pretty easy just because um, the only thing I really was worried about were my AP exams and attending those meetings and everything else. We kind of just had like a schedule, like here's your work for the week, do it, complete it, turn it in by the end. So, yeah. Sorry about your shoes, Brandon. Um, but I can definitely piggyback off of Julianne and Brandon. I remember getting that text from Julianne I was in the leadership room and she was texting me telling me that Morel um, closed down. And I feel like it was just at that point for Logan, it was definitely waiting game because that was when cases were already rising, but we didn't know our current situation. And I remember not even hearing about it, like the announcement until the end of the day. I remember it was lunch and a lot of the kids were gathered at our table and we were like refreshing the NHUSD page. 
and that's what we saw that like we were out of school but it wasn't announced yet so we were all like definitely confused um and I could say that definitely like as a student when you hear like no school you get excited and like relieved but then during that time I was definitely upset because as I was in student leadership and I was the current vice president skit is like something especially at Logan is uh, something that everyone looks forward to um during their high school years and um as we used to struggle with like numbers our numbers looked very promising this year and it was really upsetting knowing that like practice like we couldn't have any more practices for it we couldn't meet up to do like painting for everything that we needed um and for Logan in the very beginning like when you when we first left second semester if you already left school with um, a passing grade the only mandatory the only mandatory thing was attendance so definitely in the beginning, I love the idea of just standing into class as I already knew that I was set with my grades. That's my experience. Um, thank you. So uh, pretty much, um, Janica also kind of touched point on it. So um, so her and I both go to James Logan High School. Um, and it was funny because actually a few days before our school closed down, I attended an event at Moreau. And then the day after that event, I ended up getting like the same like kind of notice like what Janica got like I got I got word from people from Moreau that their school was closing down and so immediately my friends texted me who I went to the volleyball game with and you know like just from there like you kind of get anxious you know because like I wasn't necessarily worried about the the school closure but just like for my personal health because like um I live with family members that are high risk and so um so just the idea of like, oh, I might have been exposed and, you know, all these thoughts run through your head. And it didn't help how uh, my seventh period teacher in junior year, he, um, he was my science teacher. And uh, since um, we were just in class, like talking about like, like future steps or what could happen with school. And then he started talking about like the virus itself and just like all the aspects it had. So like how dangerous it was. So it added more like anxiety for myself personally. And like it, it I remember going home and telling my parents about it and you know like just there's so much fear you know and that was something that uh, I had trouble coping with at the beginning but in terms of like you know just like how it changed like my academics like Brandon also talked about it um, I also was uh, preparing for AP exams at the time so I just didn't know like how we were going to take AP exams and you know like how we could prepare for it um, and I was also in um, dual enrolled in a, pol a political science course for, um, so I also had to prepare for a college final for that class. So it was, it was just a culmination of just like, you know, fearing for my family's health and then also just like all these exams coming up in like the next few months. So yeah, that was my experience. I think for me, uh, so being a coach in the district for New, ha New Haven Unified School District, um, at the middle school level and the high school level. Uh, my high school season was already wrapping up uh, for basketball. And pretty much I just had my middle school season left and it was the last week of our season. And my eighth grade team was a part of the championship game with Cesar Chavez. So we're still in the same district, but my seventh grade team was, uh, they were supposed to play, I think one of the schools from Castro Valley's uh, school district. And that day, we got a text saying that Castro Valley is not allowing for any more extracurricular activities. So that was shut down right away. And we were waiting on what is New Haven going to do? And it turns out we were able to play the game, but the day after I was supposed to have my tryouts for my next uh, middle school sport. And all I got was messages from my players. Hey coach, they're closing the campus and we don't know if we're going to have tryouts today. And I was like, well, I, this is the first I'm hearing things. And by the time admin was able to contact me, they were just, it was kind of like a frenzy because parents were, they had to go and pick up their kids, but then the kids had to clean out their lockers and they, they it made it sound like they weren't going to come back until after spring break. And I remember being at youth ministry or we were at church for the week and I was kind of joking around and I took a snap of Jim's office door and I said see you in two weeks and then that turned into like a whole bunch of months so initially I was not expecting to for this to be as long as it's been. Yeah I, I think I, I was thinking the same thing about back when we well when this whole thing went down we had just gotten back from LA Congress 
and just even thinking about that, you know, the reality is the virus was was out there and present, and we were down in Anaheim with about seventeen thousand other young people, and then we were in Disneyland with about sixty thousand other people, and flying in airports and everything. But I, I think, Stace, I think you're right. You know, we we really didn't anticipate that this would take as long as it has. You know, I know here at church we were really trying to figure out how do you do church without people it's kind of an odd uh, phenomenon but um, and then as well with youth ministry and with confirmation we kind of had to hit the ground running and try to figure out how we were going to you know still present uh, youth ministry meetings of which all of you were a part of that you know and and trying to do that through zoom so um, you know I, I do think that we only thought it was going to last a couple months, and you know, this many months later, we're still on the, you know, under the guise of of sheltering and and being careful and trying not to um, put people at risk. So those things continue. Um, I, I would ask though, how how has your adjustment been throughout the months? You know, knowing that. At one point, you know, we all hope to come back after Easter or after spring break um, and then realizing that it wasn't going to be until a number of months later. How, how have each of your adjustments been and what are the struggles that you've experienced? Julianne? For me, I felt like it was a really easy transition for me personally because I'm just a really individual learner and I'm able to keep up and with distance learning I was able to use all that extra time to get ahead and you know sort of learn by myself and on my own time and again like I was so caught up in extracurriculars I would stay up like really late doing school work and I would be at like school at like um seven and stay to like eight so I felt like I was practically like living at school so it was really nice to just have that time that, you know, ended up being nine months, but it was good having that time at home. But for me, it was really hard trying to stay motivated and keeping myself accountable because we're at home, you know, there's no teachers to kind of yell at us and do all that stuff. So it was really hard to stay motivated and not procrastinate or like leave it at the last second. So that was me and waking up was so hard because I remember all our sleep schedules that were ruined. Like I remember I was like staying up binge watching this show with my friend and we're all like, okay, we could watch till two. Then two ended up being till like four. Then I don't even know what time I sleep at anymore. So it's really bad, but that's me with my struggles on distance learning. I think I definitely was the same way. You know, I feel like once I heard, you know what, we're going to be away from school for a while. I was like, it's OK. I can stay up. I was like, I'll just probably sleep at two. Didn't realize I saw the sun coming up. I was like, oh, yeah, I think now it's time for me to go to bed. But um, yeah, I think I was the same way with Julianne, though, being like super involved at school, like after school programs. I remember uh, since I was in student go at LPS, we would have like uh, like some like gatherings and stuff. So I'd like I wouldn't mind cooking. So I'd be there late cleaning up the grill or like just cooking for people or helping out with events. So going online, you know, hopefully thinking, oh, it's just gonna be three weeks. It was like a nice break to like refresh and just have a lot of time to myself. Cause I remember like we'd be quote unquote having class and I'd be like in Sacramento going like on some trails, like adventuring outside. So it was a really good break to just, you know, figure out things. But then um, recently, uh, I think two months in, maybe probably into the pandemic, um, I got offered two jobs. So one at Texas Roadhouse and then one at a country club um, in Oakland. So just being able, uh, I realized, you know, okay, now's the time to maybe start getting myself ready to be a full-on adult. So I had to like learn to balance that work in school. And since somewhere was around the corner, I was like, oh, it should be fine. You know, I was like able to work Texas on the weekdays, Claremont on the weekends. But then coming into senior year, you know, I kind of like, I think that's when I probably started to struggle a lot for sure just because it was like readjusting to like realizing, okay, I'm not forced, quote unquote, forced to go to school, I guess, because, you know, we didn't have to like drive there. It was kind of more, you wake up on your own, you go to school, and then it's up to you to finish the work. 
So it was really a challenge for me just to readjust and realize, okay, now it's time for me to start holding myself accountable. Because I remember, I think the first week of we ever had assignments due, I waited till like five minutes before the deadline. It was like simple assignments too. It was just like, oh, introduce yourself to the class, you know, how you are doing this break. And it's like, or dang, I really missed these points just to, you know, do everything last minute. So, yeah. Hopping on the no sleep train. I just remember binge watching like shows and TV and movies and TV shows. And I remember like that was when I had this whole move thing with like switching rooms. And I remember I would just be in Ikea looking for what to buy. And then I look outside and it's already like six in the morning. And I remember like just being always on like FaceTime with Julianne and we would like pull all nighters. And this is when like school is still like quote unquote happening. And so like, but then it felt like summer already, which I felt like that's how it felt for everyone. Um, at first, that's how it felt. And it definitely felt like a nice long break. And we felt like Phineas and Ferb, when are we going to go back to school? Um, but definitely, and motivation, like my motivation in the beginning was definitely like good. Like that was when I started to work out. That was when I wanted to figure out like when I was going to get my permit. I started being more proactive. But definitely none of us imagined that this pandemic would last this long. And like, I feel like that the fact that it's been going on for so long, a lot of us are starting to feel the negative parts of it. Um, definitely staying home is needed, but and like it is mandatory and we all should be staying home and taking safety very seriously. But definitely like staying home just for everyone, it does feel like life is literally on pause. And I feel like especially for teenagers who couldn't experience their graduation or like even the seniors this year, they didn't even know if we were going to go back to school. Now it's just really sad to hear that like they didn't even experience their senior year. And definitely adjusting to Emmaus was pretty hard as well because being with the youth in at church in person is definitely what makes youth the experience. And definitely now that it's all through a screen, I am sad that the youth don't get to fulfill that experience. Um, and like they don't get to experience it to its full potential. But definitely now that we've been online school for about two semesters now, I definitely feel like it's the workload has gotten to a lot of students and like the work pressure and just procrastinating and the lack of motivation is definitely there. But I also do think that teachers should be more considerate and understanding about like unmuting or like turning on your camera because I feel like you don't know everyone's situation at home. So yeah, that was my ramble. Uh, Like Janica said, there's like a, a no sleep train type of vibe right here. So, um, so I went through the same thing, but um, it wasn't because like, I was just like, you know, not like I knew I didn't have to go to class. So, but it was more like, like I mentioned a while ago, I had a, I was in a political science college course. And um, for our final, we had to write, um, I believe it was a series of 10 essays. So I remember it was all due in one week. And there was, um, so my schedule pretty much changed. So yeah, I had a, um, I was in a, pol a political science course and we had a final that was um, a series of 10 essays and uh, that was doing one week. And at that same time, I also uh, underwent a uh, transfer of stores. So I'm a um, barista at Starbucks. And um, my first location was a cafe um, store, meaning like it was only for walk-ins, but um, that store had to be temporarily closed due to, pan uh, due to the pandemic. And so I ended up uh, getting transferred to a, uh, a drive-through location. So that, um, so working at the drive-through location took up like my evening, uh, my afternoon and my evening. Then once I got home, I would have to like work like for hours on like um, on the essays. And then I remember just like, I'd be typing and then I see the sun and be like, oh, I should try getting as much rest as I can. And you know, it just, it didn't feel healthy, but you, like you have to do what you kind of have to do with the um, conditions. And then um, at the same time, like Janica also said, like how she moved rooms. I also, my family also ended up moving um, around May, I believe it was May. So that also like piled on some more responsibilities into myself. And just like the culmination of, you know, transferring stores, uh, dealing with a college course and just moving it, it felt like a lot of pressure, but out in, I eventually realized like it was probably healthy for me because uh, Branson also mentioned it, but like there's like that process of, you know, becoming an adult. And I kind of saw this like as a opportunity to, you know, like grow as a person. Um, but definitely for like myself, like it, it felt like a whole like hurricane of just like stuff coming at you. And um, also something I wanted to know was just like the, um, like I, I really miss the physical uh, interaction of church 
and you know definitely like Monday nights. I remember um, when we were conducting Amaze interviews. Um, I remember Jim mentioning how we um, how there was no plan for um, for any retreats, so that would be like Amaze retreats, and then also um, you know winter and spring retreats. So that's just something I wanted to mention because that that honestly felt like a punch in the gut for me. Like as a senior, I would love to you know um, be able to um, share my experiences, you know, and have that last um, retreat with. Um, with this year's youth ministry. So yeah, that's just my struggles and experiences. I appreciate your, your enthusiasm, Patrick, and all of you about, uh, one, about missing youth ministry, missing the opportunities for retreats. I do wanna backtrack a second and say, I being the senior citizen of the group, I did not change my sleep habits. So, <laughs> um, the only, the biggest thing that was different for me was we didn't have as many meetings. And one of the things I noticed the most for those that are familiar with the youth ministry office here is there just wasn't people coming in through the door. You know, I, I think at one point I, I went about a month without anyone coming through the door. And, and one of the big blessings of this office has always been people just popping in and out and, and coming in and having an opportunity to have conversations and, and just enjoying one another's company. So I think that was one thing, but I, I want to also touch base on, I, I think of the four of you on the receiving end of, of really having to figure out, okay, what do I do as a student? because this is what the school is telling me I have to do. Whereas here at church, we were trying to figure out how can we do something to provide something for, for people? I mean, one of the big things was we, we came up with something for Holy Week and we had a, this big drive-through and people came and they got holy water and palms for Palm Sunday. And it was a way just to, to interact with people. So I, I think that was one of the, the struggles that we experience here at church, and we're still trying to figure things out. Um, hopefully we're on the, the back end of this whole thing and that we'll be back in church sooner than later with the vaccines coming and with the um, opportunities to gather as, as the caseload diminishes that we'll be back inside soon enough. And, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna swear off that we're, we're not gonna do uh, senior panel, you know, there may be a possibility of us videotaping people and doing that and sharing it that way. So those are all things that I know are important and that I know that people want to participate in. And gosh, I mean, everybody wants to be back here on Monday nights and be back in that hall. Um, and so the sooner and soonest we can do that, we're absolutely going to go ahead and do that. I think for me, like part of it is, you know, working with like student athletes and everyone just wondering, like, am I going to have a season this upcoming year? And it kept getting like pushed back with all these tiers and, and like guidelines. And, you know, my heart goes out to like seniors, especially, especially the ones that are planning to pursue sports after high school and being able to like, am I going to be able to get my scholarship still or still play? And then my heart also goes out to the people that aren't planning to, to, to continue with sports. And what, it, what is their lasting impression? Was it playing junior year for some people? But spring sports also didn't happen last year. So it, it kind of sucks that maybe it was sophomore year for some of these seniors. And I just feel really bad. And outside of coaching, uh, I work at FedEx and being like an essential worker, it was pretty stressful just seeing how much people would start shopping online. And, you know, it was convenient for them, but then for the people that actually work at these places, it, it felt like it drove um, Christmas time and stuff is usually peak season. And it, it felt like peak season started when the shutdown happened and it never stopped. And I felt like it was really stressful. And I think the other part is a lot of people dealt with either 
not having not being able to go to work also um so there was like a lot of things in that weird transition and everyone's just trying to adjust but i think patrick you, you wanted to mention something yeah so um stace mentioned how like uh, she works at fedex and um you know she's an essential worker and um as a starbucks barista um i was labeled as an essential worker and um like how uh, stace like like received like a lot of like demand for like you know packaging and whatnot um same thing happened at our drive-thru there would be times when um, cars would be waiting at the drive-thru for at least 30 minutes and it would happen on a regular basis for at least like a good like two or three months and it, it was rough like we, we were fortunate because our store closed at uh 6 p.m for like uh seven days a week for like the first few months but still like it was it was a rough time like i would work from uh, i would work like four hour shifts from two to six and you you rarely had a break during that time because it's just the influx of you know um, receiving mobile app orders through the apps and having um a bunch of those orders like come in at the same time with um orders coming from the drive-thru so it's a culmination but um something that i was able to witness though as an essential worker um, was kind of just seeing how like, um, you know, like there's still, how would I put it? Like a community in a way, because like um, something that was, that I was fortunate enough to see was um, Starbucks was giving away um, free drinks for healthcare workers. And it was nice seeing how, um, how healthcare workers were able to like, um, catch like a little break at Starbucks, you know, and they, uh, and sometimes they uh, tell us their experiences especially like um, all like the nurses and all that, just um, being able to like come in, you know, for a quick break. And I knew that they were um, right after they'd be going back to work. So, you know, it's kind of, it was nice to see, see them for a bit and uh, just see like the amount of work, like the whole community's putting in to, um, to, you know, support one another. Yeah, definitely. And I think overall, like there, there was a lot of stress and pressure dealing with the adjustment. How did, how did any of that impact your well-being and your faith? So for me, it really took an impact on me socially. I feel like before quarantine, I was always so on the run and looking forward to the next thing. And that's like what I would sort of rely on for my joy, my serotonin. So if I was stressed or sad about school, I would always be like, oh, it's okay. I mean, I did fail this test, but like, I'm going to hang out with my friends, but I didn't really have that now because of quarantine. And it was always like, I miss you guys through FaceTime and hanging out in person versus FaceTime is like two totally different things. So it just really took a toll on me in that way. And I feel like quarantine really, you know, tested some of my relationships. And I remember before quarantine, I couldn't even imagine like not having some of these people in my life. Now, you know, with quarantine and being able to work on myself, I feel like I've been able to see, you know, who my true friends are and who I do want to spend my time on. As Whereas for my faith, I feel like I didn't really have motivation to sort of practice that or kind of have the things I needed because feel like before quarantine I know this isn't good but it was always my mom nagging me to go to church and when uh we had those virtual masses my mom couldn't really nag me into that because first of all she's like um essential worker she works in the medical field so she's not really home um nowadays so I didn't really have that person nagging me to go to church but I feel like ever since we started our new year of youth ministry I've been really, I've been able to practice my faith and share that to the freshmen, although it's really difficult and hard because I know it's Zoom and it's not the same experience that you would have in real life, but it's definitely something and I'm extremely grateful that I get to practice my faith through that. Yeah, uh, I think also going off of what Julianne was saying about like being a very social person, um, yeah, just going online and then realizing you can't see your friends that you'd see on a day-to-day -day basis as much anymore. It just kind of like hits home for me because I feel like 
you know, for me, like if I had a rough day, it's be like, oh, I'll see my friends tomorrow. It's going to make me feel better. You know, or like as Julianne said, you know, if you fail a test, like it's okay. I'm probably going to hang out with my friends. And I think that's the thing is like, I always look towards like seeing my friends. That was like my motivations, like seeing them happy, seeing me laugh, like just seeing us together. I feel like that's what made me keep going. It's like, you know, this is, this is what I want. This is like how I want my high school years to end off, especially like becoming a senior, junior year. Uh, my faith has fallen a little bit, um, touching base on faith. Um, I feel like not being able to go to church, um, especially like for Emmaus being here for three years now, um, Monday night meetings are really something I look forward to. Um, it really encouraged me to like challenge me to continue to practice my faith day to day basis because you would see the youth the next and it'd be like, how can I apply what I learned from my life into my faith and like show it to these uh, people like freshmen, you know, kind of like teach them, okay, this is how you can incorporate your faith um, at school at at home it doesn't just have to be like going to church on Sundays where you have to be holy you know now it's like you, you kind of like have to learn to live out your faith um but now going to online um it really was challenging for me just being able to share my experiences and just seeing them interact because I like seeing people grow in the beginning like from uh uh the introduction of youth amazing like I don't know if you guys remember but banana night just seeing how awkward the eighth graders were just seeing them not talk and all of that and I was like I was in their position I remember how that was and just being able to like do that when I was in Emmaus, like introduce Banana Night and just be myself and then see them grow out of that eventually, like, you know, the, the potlucks, you know, the 12, when we're saying uh, 12 days of Christmas, I remember all of those potlucks and it just made me like miss all that so much going online and doing it through Zoom. Brandon just reminded me of all those events because I missed them too, but this year was definitely a roller coaster and like so I definitely can relate to Julianne and Brandon and definitely I'm pretty sure Patrick will be able to too. But when you're such a social person and just so used to being out, it's so hard to stay in. Like, I remember just like every, at least for my friend group, at least just always being like, okay, well, what's the move after school? Like, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? What bus do we have to take? Um, and I don't lie. I know like that uh, serotonin you get and getting ready in the morning to see your crush at school. Yeah, that's like gone now. And like, even like, through zoom like you're like okay so who's the who's the cute one in my class you know but definitely I feel like neg um, I was impacted negatively and positively um and I just feel like it definitely did take a toll on my mental health as I feel like I've gone through so much this quarantine as for everyone did but I also feel like I did learn so much about myself mentally emotionally and spiritually um definitely when I was going through it this year I feel like my outlet of like preaching and stuff was trying to talk to God because I definitely feel like the struggles that I went through a lot this year, God did have my back in a sort and God did have my back. And definitely I do have to thank Julianne because if I didn't have her through with whatever that I did, I don't know what I would have done. Um, I definitely did get so much closer to Julianne this year. She's literally like my best friend. But yeah, that's my ramble again. <laughs> No, I can definitely touch point on what uh, Janica mentioned, like, um, um, I remember personally for me, like, junior year was such, like, a big, I guess, like, step of growth, because, like, um, in terms of academics, and in terms of, like, just being social, and I guess you can connect that with being, like, in Emmaus, like, I was definitely trying to, like, improve myself, and, like, yeah, like, I remember, like, sometimes, like, before, like, youth ministry, like, Monday nights, like, I'd run into, like, Janica and, like, Tapex or, like, Green Bubble, right? And, like, like on the way to, like, Monday nights, like, we'd go there together. So, like, there's definitely that, like, that social aspect that I, that I miss about, you know, like, youth ministry and, like, being able to, uh, to spend time with um, not only just the mates, but even, like, the people within youth ministry. Like, uh, like Brandon mentioned, like, there's that aspect of, like, seeing people grow. And I was definitely able to um, experience that um, during my sophomore and uh, junior year, just, you know, seeing um, those in youth ministry, like, grow. And then you get really excited for them, like, once they, once you find out they're applying for Emmaus. But um, at least right now, like, we can't experience that. But I hope, I hope people in, uh, in future, like, youth ministry years get to, like, experience that once again. Um, for um in terms of like my well-being um as a senior I've been really fortunate to have very understanding teachers and in terms of just like uh workload like they know that I'm also I still work at Starbucks as a barista so they know that my time's uh split with that and I'm also in leadership um and uh student gov so also I've been uh paying attention to that and in terms of leadership, um, I would say that um, current, like recently, 
winter break, which happened during December, it was pretty rough for me because uh, within leadership, I was um, I was trying to push a proposal that I created to help support students for a second semester in terms of just workload, you know, promoting mental health. And it was, um, that in itself was kind of stressful because like it was hard to balance that with, um, you know, schoolwork and whatnot. And, um, but it was, it was nice because I took a school-wide poll and it was nice to see students, you know, be honest about their, their own mental health. And it kind of motivated me to continue doing my work but also, um, I think the hardest part for me was um, seeing opposition to what was what was something I was trying to do, and in a way, like I lost motivation. And even right now, um, after winter break has um, has ended, I still I'm trying to uh, regain that motivation. Um, but it's you know it's those it's like I mentioned like it's those it's those moments of like seeing other people you know speak out be social. Like you kind of you kind of use that as like or I use that as my drive to you know keep keep trying to do what I do and trying to grow for like as myself you know. I think for me one of the biggest struggles I dealt with in my faith was not being able to be at church as much, but also knowing some of the struggles and understanding like all right if we're not gonna have mass in person if we don't have as many masses that we usually do. And that means that the collection's not going to be there. Like how financially, how do we stay open? Because I've heard of other parishes having to shut down um, and, and all that. And I started getting like really worried because like St. Anne's is home and it like, it just kind of sucked. And I remember I had like crazy idea to like, maybe I'll do something and raise money. So um, I was I wasn't looking forward to having like a quarantine birthday but then in a sense I was like maybe things happen for a reason and I was I was very blessed to be able to put on like a, a barbecue fundraiser for church and it kind of um, uplifted my spirits because I as I was getting feedback from different parishioners that I would have never expected that would come and support they they were like just outpouring like I want to donate this or I want to donate extra and I was like whoa like that's crazy and I was like are you sure they're like yeah because it's all going back to church and I think um that support kind of just gave me hope to get through this and as we opened in phases in a sense like we were able to do some of the first communions um the confirmations as well like it was a long wait but once it happened I was like okay we're gonna be all right through this and I just, I felt like I just needed to start uh, trusting, trusting God and all that. I was thinking back to May when we did that pop-up. Um, I, I think one of the, the really special parts about that, as you mentioned, Stace, was the amount of people that just not only supported it, but came out and expressed a, a real positive attitude towards that. And I think that came from people just wanting to one, see other people, but two, people wanting to, to have something to give, to feel like they were adding to something. And, and that, I think that continues as, as it's going on. I was thinking about the question about how, how has this impacted my well-being? The first thing I wrote down is I, I miss giving hugs. You know, I, 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 obviously I do that a lot on Monday nights and um, wait, Janica, you want to say something? Go ahead. I can say I definitely miss Jim's hugs as well. But there you go. <laughs> That's sweet. Thank you. But I, I do. And I, I think some of your comments have resonated in the sense of not being able to be present on Monday nights and see young people grow because I think we grow off of one of being present to one another. And even though, you know, even right now I'm looking at a screen and I can see the five of you, um, it would be so much more valuable to have you sitting around the table here in the office and we could bounce off one another and, and be able to do that. But, you know, the other thing, as far as for me, my biggest concern was at the very beginning, ta they talked about how 
easy it was and is to catch the virus. And I was, I was scared and I was intent not to get the virus. Um, and I thought, you know, I may be more, um, it may be easier for me to catch it. And, and I just didn't want to, and I never even wanted to get tested. Um, I've, I've had to get tested twice and, and you I don't know if the rest of you have gotten tested. You live through it, but um, it's not the most pleasurable experience in the world. But I, I think to be able to understand, and I, I think this is the biggest thing for me, is that all of us are going through something. And it's not a kind of thing where before the pandemic, somebody might be going through something and you could pass them in the hallways at school and never know that. But to know that not only here in Union City or there at Moreau at Leadership at Logan, but throughout the world, we're all going through this thing and we're gonna get through it together. And, and I think that's the most important thing is that you know, we're in this together and that we can support one another and understand in a sense that we're all struggling with it in some sense. So the next question is, has anything positive come out of distance learning for each of you? For me, I was really able to create a lot of new friendships and it's kind of ironic because we can't see a lot of people, but I've been able to, you know, make a lot of new friendships and strengthen the ones that I do have. Like, whereas Janica was saying, for me, I got so close to Janica over like the span of like this whole time, like it's kind of scary. Like I remember, you know, kind of like talking to her as like a mutual in February. And now we're like FaceTiming like every day. Like my mom's like mad at me because I have so many hours on my, my phone bill. And she's like, are, do you forget to turn off your phone or are you just like FaceTiming for that long? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> but it's been really um, fun being able to open up to new people and make those new relationships. And I feel like I could speak for all of us that we really changed a lot in the span of these nine months. And I look back on like past photos and memories and text messages and I'm like, I can't believe I was like that, but it was definitely for the better. And I feel like because I've been able to work on myself so much, I've been able to take a lot of new opportunities that I wouldn't be able to take if I wasn't in quarantine. And I don't think I even would have taken them if I wasn't the person I am today. So. It's definitely a bittersweet moment because there are those people out there who are infected really severely by the virus. But then again, if this weren't to happen, I don't even think I'd be here today. This podcast, I don't even know if it would even be a thing. So there's a lot of bittersweet moments about the pandemic. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you, Julianne, for sharing. I feel like I definitely kind of like share the same feelings you had definitely um, going through this whole pandemic and just seeing like how, how much I've grown um, in these nine months that we've been in quarantine. Um, so for, I think for me, one of the biggest things I've realized was like, kind of like in a sense, becoming an adult um, because I am going to college being a senior. Um, I've, I've looked, looking back, I've really seen myself grow. I remember at school, I'd always like complain, oh, why do I have to take this test? Oh, this test kind of sucks. There's, what's the point? if you know, I'm just gonna fail this anyways. But then, you know, becoming online, it's like, I realized with my time, I have to do more things, um, being that both my parents were un are unfortunately unemployed because of COVID and that they can't work because uh, they have compromised immunity. Uh, I had to become more of an adult. I had to start working two jobs. You know, I had to make sure that I kept up with school, but as well, made sure that my family was staying safe. Um, so at Texas, um, it, was, it got really crazy, kind of like how Patrick was talking about having a bunch of orders, you know, coming in online, having to place orders. I remember like the first night we had, or one of the first major nights I was working there, we hit 150 orders. But then over time, I remember like last weekend, we hit 300 orders a shift. And for me, just being able to like go through all of that just makes me realize, you know, how much I've grown and how much more I'm able to do. Um, and yeah, um, going through all of this, um, and like I said earlier, going into college, um, I began to focus on the bigger aspect of things, for example, like 
yes, this situation with COVID kind of sucks because we can't do as much, but it's more of like, what can I do with my time now to continue to make myself better? Because life just continues to move on with or without you. And it's up to you kind of like how you make it. And that's one thing I've definitely learned through all of this. You know, it's like, realize that things will be okay eventually, but you have to continue to push yourself to be better because if you just stop, it's like, well, no one's going to feed you with a silver spoon, you know? So, yeah. I'm definitely a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. And that's probably the biggest quote that I stand by. Um, but definitely, I'm very grateful for all the lows and highs that I've experienced this year. And like, to piggyback off of what Julian and Brandon said, which was, hold on, so I can think. To piggyback off of what Julian and Brandon said, I can definitely say that I've seen so much character development for myself. And I'm very grateful for all the highs and lows. Um, and definitely, I was able to reconnect with a lot of friends. I was able to kind of make time for my family as well as I feel like, like we all mentioned before, always being out in the go. I was never really home that way. I always remember coming home maybe at like nine o'clock, whether it was from school or a social outing. But definitely, again, like I was saying earlier, just getting really close to Julianne and getting close to my people now. Like I'm so blessed and so grateful for it. Um, and definitely like to say that COVID even got anywhere near like my family, like which is really scary. Like that's something that we got to experience. With my family going through COVID, it definitely took a toll on a lot of things. But again, regardless of it being an unfortunate situation, I'm still very grateful that it happened as there's still a hidden lesson in it. I also want to talk about how I'm involved in the social justice program at my school. And definitely that's something positive and definitely a positive class that I take as it teaches us so much about our mental health and so much as we are not only as students, but definitely um, as human beings. I just wanted to see how much I really appreciate like hearing everyone like talk about like their own personal growth because that's something I've been um, able to experience as well. So um, at least for myself, um, like uh, like what Brandon said, like um, him and I are both seniors. So um, we're preparing for college and then uh, we recently, or I don't know if Brandon's still going through college apps, but I finished my college apps already. And you know, that was, that was, um, I kind of use that as like motivation to, you know, like get my stuff together you know, make sure I'm on top of all of my work, whether it's like schoolwork or like work at Starbucks, like I kind of use it as like a, as like a guideline for like how much I should be organized, you know, and um, just like in terms of like what I talked about in my college apps, like I really focused on, you know, um, reaching my goals. That's something I really want to do. And whether it's like the smallest goals, like during, uh, at the beginning of quarantine, like I told me I wanted, I told myself I wanted to like achieve like little goals like you know learning it and like learning how to play the uke that's something I was able to achieve or you know just um trying to um be there for my coworkers. that's that's like a little goal I set for myself so that's um that's what um college apps has helped me uh kind of realize like I can use like these opportunities to you know um reach my goals um like some uh like what we mentioned a while ago like we um we used like quarantine and the pandemic to, you know, like build closer uh, bonds with like our friends. And I've been doing the same as well. Cause like, you know, distance, um, there's a song that, um, there's a song by uh, Jeremy Passion um, where he says, uh, no distance makes love twice as strong. So I kind of use that as like, um, like a personal message of like, you know, even though there's distance, you know, that we should use that as motivation to, you know, make closer bonds. And that's what I've been able to enjoy uh, throughout quarantine, you know, just like what uh, Julianne and Janica mentioned, like our long FaceTimes, that's something I've been able to, um, you know, work on and experience. Yeah, in terms of just like uh, working on like my, uh, my uh, bonds with friends and just like personal growth, I feel like that's something um, that I was able to take as like um, a process of like positivity and growth uh, within um, quarantine. One of the things I didn't, I don't have to worry about distance learning. So, I, cause I'm not in school, but I think a couple of the positive things that I've, I've taken away from this is I, you know, as the months continued to build upon one another where we thought it was gonna be a, a two week break or a, you know, a month break or, and then it kept going is that we are both individually and as a community, we're so much more resilient than we give ourselves credit for. 
you know, I, I think if we had described what this was going to be before it happened, people would think, I can't do this. There's just no way. And, and while there are people that struggle and, and can't do it, it's the community and it's the people around them that make, a, make the biggest difference, that, that we are strong and that we do care for one another and we care for our communities and all the people that are taking the responsibility of wearing a mask and being, being present and trying to reach out to their friends. Those are all things that are positives that will come out of this. Um, you know, we went, not we, because I wasn't even around then, but we went through this 100 years ago. You know, there was a pandemic in 1919 when my grandfather was alive. And while it was, it was horrible and, and thousands and thousands of people died, it didn't change the world. You know, we, we will move on from this, we'll be stronger and we'll be okay. Patrick, I'm glad to hear that you're playing the uke, which means that you now can play it for youth choir. I very much appreciate that. Um, I think the other thing I wanted to touch base on what you said, Janica, about the social justice aspect. You know, this, we've been in pandemic since what, March of 2020. And the world has seen a lot since then, especially through the Black Lives Matter issues over the summer, the demonstrations, what's recently happened at the United States Capitol. But I, I think the important thing is that even though we were in pandemic, we were able to galvanize and come together and stand up for what is right. And, and that can never be shut down and that can never be stopped. And so I hope that as we, as people came together for those causes and so many more that we're able to continue to come together for those, uh, those types of things. So as everyone was sharing their uh, positives and, and all that too, um, it reminded me of this, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. It's from the first book of Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 13. And it says, no trial has come to you, but what is human. God is faithful and will not let you be tried beyond your strength. But with the trial, he will also provide a way out so that you may be, be able to bear it. And I just remember, I forgot who told me that. And I, I was going through like, a lot of struggles and really down about things. And when they, they showed me this, this verse, I was like, wow, like even God says that when, when I'm being tested, like he's going to provide a way to get through those things. And I feel like in this pandemic, this is something that we've gone through together, like everyone kind of mentioned and having that support system um, to get through things is, is helping. So as we start to like wrap up this episode like one of the biggest things that we want we wanted to take away from this is you know what are the positives or like what are the things that you look forward to when school opens up again and what's your message of hope and encouragement for other students during this time when school will open up which i know it will soon i just really want to be able to see my friends without having to worry about a virus or having to stay six feet away or you know, oh shoot, I forgot my mask in the car, let me go get it. But I think specifically, I speak for all of us because I know all of us hold leadership positions in our schools and I know we're all like naturally born to be so excited and hyped about school events. But I really just wanna be able to go to my senior prom and have spirit week. Cause that's something I always look forward to. And I'm just really bummed out that we didn't get to have that, that this year. So I really just hope that I'm able to, you know, go to prom and e be able to, you know, hopefully bring a date, fingers crossed, and spirit week, and just look forward to, you know, that homecoming game and dance. But just in general, just having a senior year and being to live up to, you know, the high school life and being able to be an upperclassman and properly be an upperclassman in live that life but a message of hope and encouragement i want to bring to other students during the, these times is that this is all very unnatural and distance learning brings on a lot of challenges and you know all i could really say is 
do what you can and understand that, you know, somehow through all of this, we're all connected one way or another. So, you know, reach out to people who you trust. There's a lot of people who are going through the same thing as you. And I know, although, you know, you may or may not be struggling in our classes, although teachers will be saying, mental health is so important, but continue to sign all these assignments, you know, reach out to other students because they know what you're going through and asking for help isn't bad. And just try to minimize the struggles and celebrate the small things that you can somehow find amidst this pandemic. And yeah. Yeah. Um, being a senior, unfortunately, can't have a senior prom. Can't have my spirit week. But, you know, it's all good. I feel like I've come to the point where I've accepted, you know, that senior year pretty much is kind of like checked out for us. It's kind of just like waiting on graduation. Fingers crossed we have a graduation at least, you know. But I think, yeah, something I definitely look forward to, as Julianne mentioned, was just seeing people without masks, just seeing people smile. Just to see people like in my presence or just seeing other people around me smile just made me so much happier of a person because just being out in that atmosphere, a social atmosphere kind of defined who I was. I liked seeing people laugh. I liked being there. It made me feel good. Um, I remember junior year before all this went down, um, there'd be a group of my friends in the kitchen because I worked uh, as like, quote unquote, like the lunch lady at my school, just like setting up and stuff. So the perk of that was I was able to cook at school. So I'd be like whipping up fried rice. I'd be cooking curry or something in the kitchen. There's always be like something good. And just seeing everyone come together because of my cooking, you seeing them laugh, like seeing people enjoy stuff. Uh, that's what made me keep going through school. Um, so if we ever hopefully get back, you know, after this coming spring, you know, we go back in person. That's one thing I'm definitely gonna be looking forward to. Um, another thing is just waking up and having to like be forced to get out of bed, having a purpose to get out of bed, you know. I think we all took it for granted back then. It's like, oh, it was such a drag to get ready. But I think now it's like, I wanna get ready for something instead of being able to just wear my pajamas at school. It's like, I don't feel that um, ability to just say, hey, you know, it's 6 a.m. I'll be able to like do things out of school. It's like, my day starts at 3 p.m. even though I have class all day. So yeah, but my message for hope and encouragement during these times is really don't give up on school yet. I know a lot of people are still in junior, sophomore year, junior year, or even like freshman year. Just don't give up yet because you still have so much potential in your high school years to come. Like looking back, I think I've made so many memories, probably my sophomore, junior year. Like that's the times you're really gonna like enjoy and look back like, dang, these were some moments I'm never gonna forget. From like, even like the littlest things like your own embarrassments or just like seeing your class come together. Those things are really like what will set your high, like what will make your high school experience unique. So just don't think, oh, it's such a bummer that, you know, my whole one year of school is gone because there's so many more opportunities, you know, if you look at the bigger picture. Uh, another thing is just set your goals, um, continue to set goals like on the daily. Um, it just makes you feel good to be able to, even like the little things kind of like Apache Seggs, like, you know, just being able to like learn to play the U, you know, even just like, okay, make sure I eat three meals a day. You know, just being able to see that daily checkoff list just continues to, or makes you feel good and want to do more. Another very, uh, one thing I want to end off with is make sure to maintain your friendships because people do care for you. It's not just, oh, um, now that we're distance learning, I can't contact them. There's ways to reach out. I feel like that's one thing um, I put my mindset to is like God made this a challenge to like show where your, who your real friends are going to be, who are the ones that are continue sticking out through you through this pandemic. Um, I saw this quote, I don't remember from where, but it was like, the ones that you keep in touch with during this pandemic are the ones that you're going to stay with beyond high school or beyond, you know, like times like you're still going to be close with, close with. So, yeah. Just as Julianne and Brandon were saying, definitely just to see my friends, just to be around them and have that serotonin. Um, and definitely, um, I love my family, but just to be able to interact with people who aren't my family because I'm just so used to seeing their face and being around them 24 seven. Um, and my heart goes out to Brandon and Patrick as they were robbed of a senior year, but there's still hope for me and Julianne and all the previous years. And I really hope that I, we're going to be able to, I'm going to be able to FaceTime Julianne and be like, so what dress are you wearing to prom? What dress are you going to wear to Hoko? Who's your date? I just want to be able to experience life. Um, and I'm pretty sure that goes for all those listening and all, all those who aren't. But definitely a message that I have to say um, is, it's okay to give yourselves a break and not don't be too hard on yourselves. 
um, I feel like, like Julianne said, teachers are going to tell you mental health is important, but then continue to assign all those assignments. But genuinely, just try to take care of yourself. Like Brandon said, eat your meals, work out if you have to, try to find the silver linings. Like Brandon said earlier and brought up a really good point about how life doesn't stop. Um, truly, like if you want to work out and get that body that you want to get, where well, you're going to have to work for it, you know? Um, try to find more positives. And I know that life has literally... Um, hit us like a truck with all these negatives but definitely let's hit us with these negatives and also another tip that I have for you guys is to truly just do your homework the day that it's assigned and it does help a lot and trust me because semester one I procrastinated to the max and it hit me like a truck um so please just take care of yourself um and keep God close something I look forward to when school opens up again is um well hopefully this could happen as a senior I don't know yet though but um, like like what we mentioned already, you know, having prom and homecoming and all those events, you know, um, I don't know if I'm able to have a prom and I don't know if Brandon is able to do so. I hope so. It, it's a punch in the gut, you know, hearing all these stories of like, like alumni talking about their prom and like how their uh, spirit week went. You kind of want to experience those things, you know, and like that's a part of like high school life. So I definitely want to just the small things about school, like, you know, like getting to school, you know, going to the library or, you know, eating lunch at a certain table. Like those are the things that I miss. And those are definitely like experiences that I wanna like experience again. Another thing is, um, you know, I wanna see my teachers, especially like the teachers I, I had this year as a senior, like the fact that I haven't seen them in person yet they've offered me so much support this year. Like that's, that's something that I really wanna like give back to them, you know either if it's just like, you know, like a simple like hug or like a simple like talk, like that's that that's something that would mean a lot to me, you know? And in terms of um, a message of hope and encouragement for um, for other students, um, like what, um, what we've mentioned already, you know, um, take care of yourself, you know, take care of your health, whether that's your mental health, your emotional health, your physical health, at least something I, I've been trying to do a lot is just getting as much rest as I can. You know, I've, I'm, I'm lucky to have class start at 9.50. So that gives me like an extra hour or two of sleep. Like since we're here at home, you know, and we're still in quarantine, like um, hopefully you have like the time to, you know, do something that you, that you wanna always do before. Like how I mentioned, I've always wanted to learn how to play the uke. I kind of took that opportunity to uh, teach myself. So, um, you know, just find, find something that like keeps you happy, keeps you occupied, you know, just keep, make sure to take care of yourself. That's pretty much the main idea. In terms of just for everyone, you know, just uh, make sure you're there for one another. Um, a lot of people, especially like in quarantine, like you physically can't be there to be there to support one another, but just lending an ear like could mean the world to like a certain person, you know, and um, if you, if you feel anything, you know, remember that your thoughts and feelings matter and um, just always look for those like people that will always are, that are always there to support you. Just to end up the question, yeah, don't feel like you can't reach out just because you feel like you're bothering someone or you're annoying them or that just because we're all going through something, you can't open up about your problems, but definitely opening up will help you in the long run. Um, and I just want to say that I know Right now, at least things are looking promising with the vaccine and stuff, but definitely everything will be okay and just trust in God. It's a perfect way to end it. Um, I, I was thinking about, you know, the simple things of, of what I'll look forward to. So from, a, from a youth ministry perspective, obviously, I, I think we're going to look forward to retreats, the opportunity to get away and, and um play and pray and laugh and cry and and prepare meals and do all those things together um one of the couple of things we've missed in the last year uh i'll look forward to potlucks potlucks have always been a big deal for us and uh that'll be something that hopefully we can do i'll look forward it's been a year it, it would be a year next week i think that uh We'll be able to go back to LA Congress next year, I hope. This year is all virtual and online. And 
you know, I think personally, I, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to try to get away and go on vacation with my wife and our kids and our grandson. And if that's possible, then we'll be able to. And, and lastly, you know, I, I, I've never taken it for granted, but having to go to mass in a church when mass comprised of three people is very, very strange. Um, and I will be joyful for the day that we can all gather again around around the table and celebrate mass together and, and just be like our um, the, the youth masses that we used to celebrate together. So, you know, as far as I, I wanna echo what Janica said in closing of, about, you know, that we're, we are gonna get through this, but as a message of hope, if you need help, don't be afraid to ask and, and turn to somebody. We're going to do a future podcast on mental health. So it's good that we begin to broach this subject here today. Um, but we're going to have some people in to, to talk about that in ways that people can have coping mechanisms and, and learning how to deal with those things. One of the things that combines all of us is our faith. And one of, the, one of the ways that we pray and, and look and have hope is through our life of prayer. And as is our custom, we usually end our podcasts with a prayer. And our four guests have put together a prayer for us this evening. So I'll ask Janica if she would start and lead us in prayer. If we sign ourselves in our faith, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, thank you for allowing the six of us to share experiences and to still provide a platform on where we can share our voices. We pray for those who are and aren't listening right now as right now is a very difficult time. As we look to others for support and guidance, allow us to offer that same support to those in need. Let us use this physical distance as a reminder to help our community and bring us closer together in spirit. Help us continue to stay strong and find motivation to keep going every day and understand this, this situation is temporary and we'll come back stronger. Amidst the pandemic, we want to pray for those affected by the virus in one way or another. In these trying times, offer them your support and guidance so they have the strength in order to push through. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you to Julianne, Brandon, Patrick, and Janica for just sharing your insight on this episode. I know it takes a lot to be able to, to even open up with, with certain topics, um, but I think allowing for that, I hope it helps the audience know that they're not alone and that we, we could get through all this together. So thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and be sure to subscribe to God and Company on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor. New episodes are available Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific and our next episode, we'll start to talk about Lent since Ash Wednesday is coming up faster than we know. Thanks for tuning in. Have a blessed and safe week. Take care.